Hi, everybody. <laughs> well, I'm Christina. I work at VentureBeat, cover startups. So this is one of my favorite things to do in the world is just listen to new technologies and ideas and, and actually see some demos. So first up today on our kind of afternoon of demos is uh, we got Jack Conti, and he's going to be talking to us a little bit about Patreon. Patreon! <laughs> Hi, everybody. So this is Patreon. It's a website that launched a little over two and a half weeks ago. And so I'm coming at this from an artist perspective. I'm an artist on YouTube. I have a solo channel. I have a band with my girlfriend called Pomplamoose. We have about 100 million views on YouTube. And we have a revenue problem, I think, on YouTube. It's across the board. Ad revenue is not enough. It's not sustainable to, to create an artist career. You know, you can make maybe $1,000 a month or $1,500 a month if you're getting a lot of views. You can get that on YouTube. But we're talking about people that have like 200,000 subscribers. This is basketball stadiums full of people and you're making $1,500 a month. You have 200,000 fans looking forward to waiting for your next video. It just doesn't seem to add up to me. I think there's a, that's broken. It should be more revenue than that. So the idea behind Patreon is to get people making content regularly. All these people on YouTube who are coming out with a new video a week, like me and my band. I release about a video a month. I, I wanted to build this for myself when I was releasing an EP. I wanted to ask my fans, hey, throw in a buck every time I come out with a new video. I'd like you to pledge $1 to me, or $2, or $3, or whatever it is that you want to give. And so we launched... Two and a half weeks ago, my friend Sam Yam, my college roommate, did all the design and building. And in our first day, we got over a thousand signups. This is my profile now on Patreon. You can see I have 612 patrons. I have $4,060 pledged per video. So that's a little under $50,000 a year now if I can release one video a month. Some other people that are on Patreon, Julia Noons launched a campaign a little over a week ago. She has $1,000 pledged per video that she creates. This is Peter Hollins. He's a wonderful acapella YouTube artist. He's got $1,200 per video. He releases two to three videos a month. So again, this is significant income, significantly more than ad revenue for artists on YouTube who are, are releasing. And it's, it's not for... I actually don't think it's for musicians who are on a typical album cycle, major label sort of musician. It's more for people who are making things every week or every two weeks. And the, most of those people are YouTubers. But it, again, it works for bloggers or comedians like Christopher Bingham, Bing as he's known on YouTube, or some gray bloke who's a wonderful animator who we have recently, Tom Law. So anyway, that's Patreon. I'd love to answer your questions if you have any questions about what the site does or who should use it. Great. <laughs> so how is it a different to, and, and did you think about those sort of crowdfunding models um, like Kickstarter and so on? So could I say as an artist, I only want to do a video if I get $1,000 per video because otherwise it's not really worth my while and then wait till it gets to that level? No, right now it's not for people who are trying to get to a goal and then make something, um, which is one of the differences between this and Kickstarter. Um, Kickstarter works great if you've got a big idea, a big project that requires lots of funding to get off the ground and get started. This is not for those people. This is for people who are making stuff anyway and want to make some money from it. Um, 
So, so no, we don't have goals built in. You can see Julia is announcing, hey, I'm releasing videos. They're coming out, she says here. They're coming out, you know, two a month or whatever it is, and I'd like you to throw me a buck for those videos. There's no bar. There's no meter that says, hey, I need to make this much before I make something. It is very similar to Kickstarter in that it's, we're crowdsourcing fundraising, um, but it's different in that we're not, you know, it's not about one big project and these are people who are making things anyway and just trying to make a living from doing that. A question about the videos themselves. Are they uh, stored locally up here on this site? Like people have to come to this site to see them. Are they archived there? Can people who don't pay see them? That sort of thing. No, the interesting thing about this is that we don't host any of the content, right? So we're not, this is not a paywall. This is, this is saying, hey, I'm uploading videos to YouTube. I'm going to continue uploading videos to YouTube for free. You can watch them for free. We're not excluding anybody from that content. If people want to pay a buck, they can. This is literally just giving people an option to pay if they want to. Um, we do have certain rewards. So if they do pay, then they do get certain exclusive things. So, you know, I'm giving away access to our, our stream. You can see here, this is, this is my patron-only stream. I can access it because I'm me. <laughs> um, but uh, if you were just browsing through the website, you wouldn't be able to access it unless you were giving me a dollar. You can see these are comments from fans, and I'm posting pictures and talking with people, and um, people are asking questions, and I can post little tidbits, behind-the-scenes videos, whatever it is. Um, so there is some exclusive stuff, but we really don't want to focus on being an exclusive content provider. It's not about creating barriers, because I think for, for YouTubers, I mean, as someone who I consider myself to be a YouTuber, I'm part of the community, Paywalls and barriers, that is the opposite of what I want. I want to create content that spreads organically, virally. Um, and having, having the link get sent out and then seeing, pay a dollar to watch this video, talk about adding friction to the experience, you're never going to create a viral video if someone has to pay a dollar to see it. I want my content to spread. So, so no, the, it's, it's not a paywall. The content is free anyway. It's hosted on DeviantArt. It's hosted on YouTube. It's hosted on other platforms we don't actually host content, except for photos in the stream, which we host. If I wanted you to come play something at my birthday, for instance, um, could I then be a patron who gives a certain amount and their request kind of something a little bit special or personal, maybe an opportunity to meet you or interview you? Yeah, we do. So one of the things we're doing is, is um, you know, hierarchical patronage. And you can see here there, there are levels of different patronage. Um, right now, we don't have a fan-recommended reward, um, but... We do have things, these are, you know, my $100 package is a private Google Hangout with me every time I release that song. So once a month, I'm going to be hanging out with five people um, for an hour on Google Hangout, um, talking them through the song and the mixing and the production, all that kind of stuff. Um, if somebody wants to suggest, that's actually a great idea. If somebody wants to suggest, hey, look, I'll give you $1,200, you know, every time you come out with a video, if you'll play at my birthday party or something. We don't have an interface for that right now, but I, I, it's a great idea. We absolutely could. Um, even without that interface, actually, somebody last week uh, uh, became a patron for me of at $1,200 per video. Um, so there are people who want to give a lot of money to, to their favorite artists, and I understand that, actually. I mean, I'm subscribed to over 100 channels on YouTube, and I love... I love these people. I, I know their lives. I love what they're doing and what they're making, and I just I want to give them money. So I'm familiar with, with, that, with that feeling and that ethos. So it also says um, content creators, and so that's not just musicians. Is somebody going to pay me to blog? 
Yeah, absolutely. That's 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 what I'm trying to get at. I mean, look at look at the value that bloggers are adding to society. I mean, you have somebody with 10,000 readers, right? If you crunch the numbers out, a blogger with 10,000 readers, if they're getting a little under 50,000 unique impressions per month on their site, again, we're talking about two basketball stadiums full of people looking forward to their next article. You're telling me that's worth $200 in Google ad share revenue? No way. (laughs) Something's wrong there. That's wrong. I think if those readers had an opportunity to contribute to that blogger, they absolutely would. I mean, we're seeing that it it, it is working. I mean, this is free content that that people are giving us money for now. So, you know, it's just a matter of of, uh, having other artists adopt the platform as well over our... I think we have about 500 content creators signed up so far making money. We're out of time. Great. Thank you, everybody. Thanks, Jack. That was pretty awesome. (laughs) All right, next up we got Matthew Smith from Delhi Radio. So just a reminder, we are recording everything, so all questions should be spoken into the mic. Thank you. How's everyone going? My name is Matt Smith. I'm here to represent Delhi Radio. And uh, before I get started, I'd like to thank Brian and Shoshana for putting on such a great conference. Um, We're really excited to be here and uh, bringing our product to the table And what I'm here to introduce you all today is to the Delhi Radio Concert Network. What we do at the Delhi Radio Concert Network is we create a radio station out of the upcoming calendars of any venue in the world automatically. Not the live shows. We're not streaming live shows. We actually create radio stations for the shows that are coming up. So as you can see here, we have geolocated to San Francisco, California. And all of the venues within about 15 miles that we are appear here. And you can click on the play button, shows you the upcoming calendar, and then if you click on the play button again, you get a pop-out player that then starts streaming the upcoming acts from that venue. Each player is individually branded for the venue itself, has the tour date there, a direct ticket linked to the primary seller. As you can see, it goes right to the Ticketfly site. And as you press play on that, you can just go ahead and listen to all the upcoming shows with no skips. And my audio feed is not happening at the moment, but unlimited skips. And the reason that is is because every track that's on Delhi Radio is streamed promotionally. Um, the value proposition that we offer to bands is if you give us one promotional track, we will always tie it to a dirt date, we'll tie it to a ticketing link, and the value proposition of having dis- someone discover your band and buy a ticket is very high as opposed to the payback or the payout that you get from any of the other streaming services um, per 10,000, 40,000 track streams. Um, Our click-through rate for ticketing can bump up anywhere around 3%, which you make $15 on a 3% click-through rate for a few tickets sold, you've really made out. A very exciting announcement that we'd like to make about today is we've actually partnered with AHA Radio and Harman Kardon to put the Delhi Radio Concert Network into the headsets in millions of automobiles around the road, around the world. So as you're driving home from San Francisco to the East Bay, you want to listen to brick and mortar radio in your car, turn it on, listen to who's upcoming. There'll be a call out. You're listening to brick and mortar radio, calendar a ticket and, uh, and go see the show. So the other thing that we also offer for venues for free of charge is a widget that you can actually put on a website. So here's one of our official partners. Nick Adler has been one of our early adopters. So you can click on this button 
and up pops Roxy Radio, fully branded, upcoming shows. We have several venue and festival partners. We do any festival, any venue. And any player is also fully shareable, customizable across these links here. Looks like my internet connection has gotten a little slow. Let's go to... Any station can also be shared infinitely on Facebook, Twitter, Google+. You can link to it. You can embed it. Um, and we also have an iPhone and Android app that's uh, available free for users, free for venues, free for bands. Does anybody have any questions? Hi. How do bands contact you to get their promotional material on there? There's several ways. One, you just go to the site, click login, click I'm in a band, and you can create a profile for free. Also, you know, if anybody here has a record label or uh, a PR company, we are happy to bulk upload rosters as well. And we actually have a staff of people who's willing to make profiles for you and, hand, and turn over the keys so you have complete control. Um, as I mentioned before, all of the content in Delhi Radio is 100% artist-controlled. Thank you. Um, so do you do any kind of crunching of the data that you're getting? So if I'm an artist and I want to know what venues would be great to play at that tend to typically convert into ticket sales, would you be able to tell me? Absolutely. It's one of the things that we're working on um, around the corner is providing different statistical packages to both venues and artists, um, i.e. heat maps, demographics, tracks played, tracks bought, tickets sold, all that information. A great service. How, how does the business model work? Who pays you to do this? Well, right now, because it's all promotional streams, we're kind of like the Craigslist of live music discovery. <laughs> the p- tracks are promotional, so we're really just pushing ones and zeros around. So, yeah, that's, that's about it right now. No, it's not a labor of love. We do have funding. Um, However, at the moment, we are pre-revenue. But what we figure is the live music ecosystem is $20 billion a year. When we have 5 million users, we'll probably have some options. Got one. Got a question back there. How long are the songs up? Like, is it it 30 days, 60 days, and then it's to 30 seconds? Or is it always the full song? Uh, It's always the full song. We never do prefuse. We're trying to create a listening experience in that music discovery of live music. We feel that talent buyers curate amazing radio stations, and it allows people to discover live shows, make that ultimate connection, and you don't get that with a 30-second clip. I mean, many bands today, you've barely gotten through the first half of a chorus in 30 seconds. So it's always a full track. And because it's artist-controlled, they leave it up as long as they want. We've had people come out promotionally and say, we want to stream a track for a week, put it on Facebook, and then, you know, window it that way. Most artists, if you leave a track up and you have photos up, Delhi Radio will continue to promote your band infinitely anytime that you have a show. Well, I can't say it was my idea. We actually have a great team of people back there. It stems from a lot of people who were in the industry. We had people running a record label, people into entertainment law, programmers, a hedge fund manager. I was a touring musician for seven years, doing about 125 dates, and we were just trying to figure out why so many great bands, so many talented bands were going out and floundering on the road. And the fact of the matter is, is if you can take a concert calendar, make it really easy to listen to everything, people will go see great bands that they'd never heard of before. When most of the time you look at a print calendar and you go to see the bands that you've heard of or the bands that your friends have told you. And that was our philosophy that if we could pull this all together, we could help bands get discovered. I guess we have one more question. Uh, Just a quick question. So can an artist, record label, publicist, what, what have you, Upload all of the tour dates for a particular tour. Let's say they've got you know, 30 or 60 days already booked. Can they put all of those up at once? Actually, uh, another partnership, we've partnered with Bands in Town. So all the tour dates on Delhi Radio populate automatically. So once you have a profile, you link your artist to Bands in Town, and it's set it and forget it. There's no profile fatigue. 
Um, and with that, I guess my time's up, but I'd like to invite everyone down. We have a booth in the main lounge downstairs. Um, we're serving gin and tonic and Lagunitas beer. So come on and talk to us. You can talk to our whole team and uh, find out a little bit more in, in, um, in depth about Delhi Radio. Thanks for having us today. So next up, we've got John McDonald from Glam Media. Well, hi, everybody. My name is John McDonald. I'm VP of Sales and Marketing for Ning. Um, and first off, I just want to say I'm, I'm how excited I am about our new partnership with Bandpage, which is what I'm going to talk about today. Now, some of you might be aware uh, that uh, bands have been coming to Ning for over six years to create uh, vibrant fan communities. Um, uh, 50 Cent, which I'm showing right here, uh, Lincoln Park, uh, Plain White Tees, uh, Train, Counting Crows are just a few examples of bands that have very large, vibrant communities, fan communities on Ning. What's really powerful about the partnership that we're announcing today with, uh, with Bandpage is that it's now even easier for bands uh, to create a custom place on Ning um, where they can connect, conver- uh, converse, and create content together with their fans. And if you're familiar with Bandpage, um, it's just an incredibly powerful way for them to also now bring automatically bring in content to their uh, to their fan communities. So what I jump into really quickly, and this will give you an example. Um, um, Run River North is is uh, a small up and coming band from LA. They approached us last Thursday. Um, within a couple of hours, they had launched this uh, fan community. And uh, just really to quickly, this is their main page. And as you can see, they've got a news blog, which is a, uh, a Ning feature, an activity feed, but they're also pulling in their tour dates from, from band page, as well as a mailing list. And then if you look across, um, they've got music, tour dates, videos, and photos that are all coming in from band page. So they have dedicated pages for those type of content. But they've also got, and I'm not going to uh, trust the wireless here, this will give you an example of their, their forum, which they're already starting to participate and have conversations with their fans about. Now, what's really powerful about this is that all of this comes out of the box. Um, you go to the ning.com slash band page, uh, connect with band page, and then with a, a few uh, clicks of, of selecting a subscription, um, we automatically launch a site with all these features, these pages, all out of the box. And all uh, Rush, Run River North had to do was, and I'm going to show you, hopefully this will uh, load with our wireless right now, but just did a, a quick bit of customization. All they did was just upload, uh, quickly upload a header. They uploaded a background. They uh, adjusted the colors of their text and, and font that they had, um, changed font size. They clicked publish, and they were ready to go. So it was something that really it was, literally took them minutes to get up and running with a, a full fan community. Now, what's really powerful about uh, Ning is that it allows you to do community at your own speed, as we say it. So a, a, a band like Run River North, um, that kind of at their speed might be a news blog and a forum. Um, that's their way of engaging with fans. But there are definitely bands, um, such as here, Dada Life, um, which have much more avid fans and are much more interested in, in, integra- you know, in interacting with those fans in deeper ways. And uh, Dadaland, uh, Dadalife, uh, as you might be aware, they're a Swedish lecture house duo. Um, their fans call themselves citizens and follow the, the laws of Dada. Um, kind of a crazy group. But they, what they wanted to do is create, even though they have about 470,000 fan, fans on their fan page, uh, their Facebook fan page, 
Um, they wanted to create a custom place where those fans could interact directly with them. They could give them missions um, as kind of a street team and also allow them to achieve higher levels of status. Um, and their next level of status was ambassadors. Um, so um, I want to show you a couple of views of their uh, site. So this is what they put together uh, just this last week. And again, as you can see, um, they've got a little bit more content that they're pulling into their uh, main page, including uh, fan photos that are being pulled in. Um, they, one of the most interesting things they have is um, their missions, which is a, a place only members of their, ne- of their community uh, can access, which shows what, and they've just started off here, um, it gives them uh, missions uh, through a blog and then a, a citizens forum where they can ask questions and interact with the band. Um, as I mentioned, uh, uh, Ning allows you to create multiple levels of membership, and so I'm going to show you a different view of their site. Um, and here, once they've designated someone who's a citizen has done enough missions and participated enough, they be- can become an ambassador. And uh, let's go to that. So this is uh, a place only this kind of advanced street team of theirs can access. And again, they have a separate blog with different missions and uh, an ambassador forum where they can have very personal uh, contact with the band. Now, all of this is drag-and-drop functionality. So what I'm showing right here is the back end of, an, of a Ning community, a fan community. And uh, basically, all you have to do in, uh, in terms of building new functionality is click Add a Page, um, in this case, I might want to create a, f- a new photos feature that I want fans to be able to contribute to. And I want everybody to be able to see it. And uh, I might even want to be able to add some additional content to that page. And in this case, I'm going to add uh, some of my band page content. And I want to add my tracks to it. And I can barely see this. And so it's just drag and drop, and all I have to do is click Save, and then Functionality is Live. So it, oh, I had to add a tab title here. But um, that, that's, that's really the power here of, of the platform, is it allows you on the fly to add uh, different functionality, different features, um, set different levels of privacy and different member levels. That's all done on the fly, and it really allows you to engage at a deep level with your fans. A couple other things real quick. I know I'm running out of time. Um, uh, Ning is fully hosted, so you don't have to worry about technology. And our uh, subscri- subscription plans are very affordable, starting at about $25 per month. Now, I'm running out of time, and I just wanted to invite Chris uh, Wiltsey from Bandpage up. I think he had a couple things to say about the partnership. Thanks, John. Hi, my name is Chris Wiltsey. I'm the Senior Director of Business Development at Bandpage, and uh, it's been a pleasure to work with John and the, and the team over at Ning and Glam uh, to put this integration together. Um, Bandpage uh, powers more than a half a million artist profiles across the web, um, and so you know, as you can see, this integration is is really tight and really elegant, and it's easy for a band to sync their Bandpage profile to uh, their Ning uh, account and their Ning site. And what that ultimately means is when a band updates, let's say, two new tour dates, some new photos, and a new song. Uh, to their band page, it can now push to uh, their Facebook page, to their website, uh, and then to any of the other uh, sites and services that we power, uh, which is a growing list from uh, Pandora, Conduit Mobile, WordPress, um, 
and and many more. Um, we'll be announcing several others throughout the uh, throughout the summer. Um, and you know, one thing I would just love to uh, encourage the developers in the room, because I'm sure there's many developers in the room, is is that uh, you know the API that Ning took advantage of, uh, we call Connect, uh, is is very easy to to integrate. Uh, we've seen partners uh, light up an integration within a day or two. Uh, and we have a team uh, here in San Francisco that's happy to assist with that. Um, and what that really allows is the ability for the band to keep their content fresh across their properties and take advantage of great uh, tools like Ning has, uh, where they uh, have phenomenal blogging and, and forum features uh, and fully featured sites. Uh, so it's a, it's a perfect match where you can keep your content fresh and have fully featured services at the same time. Thanks, guys. All right, so a quick question for me. So I don't know. I mean, if, if I'm like the Swedish Dada duo, I probably don't really care if people want to blast me. My fans want to blast me on the internet. Like it maybe it adds something. But you know, if you're if you're a 17 year old kind of pop singer and your community sort of turns against you, um, who's moderating and, and curating that content? Yeah. So we we provide a lot of uh, different tools in the back end. Um, so basically, in, in terms of moderation, uh, on a Ning community, you can choose to have any type of content that is being uploaded uh, be moderated. So it has to be approved before it's actually published or shown on the, on the network. We also have the ability, if that band, for instance, the uh, news blog here, you can limit who can contribute to uh, a, a different feature. So you could limit, for instance, your fan photos to just a category of members that you've approved. That are, that are, so there's, there's really valuable in that way. And then uh, one other uh, really valuable tool we offer is you can actually uh, recruit moderators within your community. So, uh, so if you have fans that really kind of raise their hand, you, you can designate them and give them admin privileges to be able to uh, moderate or delete or you know, punish, suspend uh, members that are really getting out of hand. So a lot of different things in the background that help. Thank you. So we got Kurt Kunselman from Accounting Suite. Cool, cool. So, so my name is Kurt Kunselman. I'm going to switch gears here, uh, and I'm from a company called Accounting Suite. We just launched November 15th. And actually, uh, for SF Music Tech 13, uh, we're debuting our brand new version 1.1. So you guys will have the first look. No one else on the planet has seen it yet. And just as a heads up, we're so new, like we actually launched our cloud accounting at Music Biz 2013, which was just on uh, May 7th is when we launched that. So we are pretty new. Um, so let me go into, uh, I did a little slide presentation. I, I know like sometimes we all get enough of those, but um, first thing I want to thank Brian Zisk and Shoshana to allowing us to be here at SF Music Tech. Uh, I've known them since back in the day, internet music business mixers at uh, Fifth and Folsom. So um, it's really, really great pleasure to be here. Um, accounting suite, or we go with uncomplicated business software. And so the thing you might ask is, um, you know, what... Is it why? Why are we here? One of the things is we have a uh, the accounting suite is built on the One C Enterprise platform, and if you're interested in that for developers, it's One C-DN.com, and it's global. 
So our platform is not anything new. In fact, we have 4 million plus international users on the platform. And we have actually 1 million plus business customers worldwide. So again, why are we here at SF Music Tech? Reason being is that we want uncomplicated software for all these great music tech companies uh, and to be able to manage their business. So, uh, in fact, uh, you can go to uncomplicatedsoftware.com. That takes you to our, our website. If you want to log into the application, it's gobliss.us because eventually we hope to bring more bliss to all the music companies because they need it not on the front end, but it's typically on the back end. So, um, uh, the kind of people that we want to help, right, is entrepreneurists. So there's a lot of entrepreneurists out there. You're in a band, or you're you know starting your own label, and you know six months into it, and you're like, okay, where's all my stuff? And so we want to provide that back end so that it's easy from a cloud-based perspective for you to manage your stuff, manage your royalties, revenue, all all of this stuff that no one wants to deal with because when we're creative types. Typically, we don't want to deal with math and organization. We just want to create stuff. So the other uh, big uh, niche that we have that we're uh, starting with is small labels and distributors. So um, I'll get to that at the end. But like anyone that knows A2IM, there's a lot. That's like a lot of those you know types of companies. So and then growing music tech companies. So as you guys grow your products you just want to be able to manage the back end you want to be able to do it from wherever you are if you're in miami at the winter music conference if you're in new york at different conferences if you're at midham you just want to be able to be in tune with what's going on with your business at any time and so uh like we said take care of business in a much more uncomplicated manner uncomplicated is really what we're trying to stress so um what i'm going to do here i'm going to go ahead and take you to um so if we go to uncomplicatedsoftware.com, that would take you to our uh, to our uh, website. And what we're doing for uh, May is we're doing like a May Madness promotion because of all because of the two uh, music conferences. So for all music, come kind of like, you know first six months is free, and uh, we'll you know work work with you on everything. Um, so come here. I'm going to log in, and I'm going to go into. Uh, and I'll try to make this short and sweet because it's um, business related. So, demo.com. And, okay. So, we pop in. And so, the once the Enterprise 8.3, that's the platform brand new. Uh, this is the first time that anyone's seen it. Counting Suite 1.1, this is the first time that anyone's seen it. So, basically, it's. Just a simple dashboard, you know, every company here hopefully has sales. Uh, when you have invoices, like you have to pay artists, you have to pay royalties out, you have to pay vendors, things of that nature. And then hopefully everyone has a bank account. And then for the accounting, with your accountants, CPAs, or like your bookkeepers, they can go straight into this. So um, one of the things that we like to do is we want feedback from everyone that uses it. Feedback, feedback, feedback. We crave that, and we and we want it. So what we did is in the program, we just hit support, and it takes you directly to the support site. And then down here, there's a little chat that comes up because we want to hear. I mean, the thing is, we want to make this like really. It's I mean, not to say that, but it's really like kind of software for for, for the user rather than oh, this is what we think users should should, should have, which is 
kind of typical sometimes. So real quick, just to give you an overview, like this little search function that we have, if I type in like Google and I hit enter, everything related to Google that's in the whole database will show up. And so I'm going to come down here and I go to like, a, we did a cash sale with Google and the actual uh, cash sale will, will like show up. So that's just one little piece. I'm going to go back to home. And so like sales, so when you're for the sales end of your business, you've got, you know, invoices, transaction detail, and hopefully you don't have much of that, but cash sales, um, purchasing. And for those of you that have to deal with like uh, any kind of merchandise inventory, that would be warehouse. Um, but I just want to give a quick peek at what the software kind of looks like. Um, and just so you know that the this has not even been released, so we're still working on little things to make it uh, easier to to use and so we're constantly doing that so um, I'm going to go back here um, to the next piece which was um, you know uh, the biggest thing for us is we want to minimize spreadsheets and Google Docs that you guys are using sometimes to run your business someone goes oh I need my royalty report okay hold on give me the weekend we want to kind of minimize that because that's that, that that's real and so the biggest thing is just centralize and collaborate. Centralize all the data so that when you're working with anyone in your business, be it venture capitalists, being your accountant, your bookkeeper, uh, the artist, that everyone goes to the same place rather than spreadsheets, 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 Google Docs. And then um, this really is helpful for like touring artists and managers that need this. Uh, you go on tour, you take 500 CDs with you, the manager back home needs to know on a daily basis, real time after each gig, how much product do you have left? Oh, we're out. You can't wait till you get back from your tour to tell them that. Again, access your data anywhere. Uncomplicate. That's what we're trying to do. We're trying to uncomplicate your daily life. Our roadmap is we're a member of NarmanDigitalMusic.org. We're uh, going to be, be becoming member of A2IM probably next June. Hopefully, we're going to make the conference. And using the one seat, our platform, we're looking at working with um, DDEX to create royalty disbursement. Okay, so I'm out of time. Visit our booth, please. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much. Cool. I like the, I like the uh, getting rid of spreadsheets part of it. I like that you're getting rid of spreadsheets. <laughs> it's a good mission. All right, well, next up, Ray Flemings from Stripple. I'm the founder and chief executive officer of Stipple. We are a venture-backed startup. We've received our Series A. I was asked to make that plug uh, by the host. I'm not trying to plug the audience that we're funded. So why is Stipple here, and what are we interested in sharing with the music community? Um, we'd like to ask all of you to think about your content differently, specifically to think about your images differently. We've been working with a lot of leading recording artists lately, and we have found that for many of those artists, your biggest audience... Um, actually consumes your images, that more people see and view your photos online than consume uh, many of your other types of media, including your music. Uh, in fact, for many artists, we've seen that more people consume their images than consume all of their other media combined. So we've built a tool that will essentially turn your images into a media platform and allow you to measure everything that occurs with your images everywhere that they go. So simply, if you've tagged a photo on Facebook before, you know if you ever took that photo from Facebook and put it on your Tumblr blog, none of the tags you added on Facebook followed it to Tumblr, right? You have to write a new blog post around it. 
that if you took that photo and put it on Twitter, none of the stuff you wrote on Tumblr would follow it either. We're solving that problem. We allow you to tag a photo once, and the information that you add to it will travel with it everywhere. So here in this post, a friend of mine posted a, a, a picture about uh, Jay-Z and Justin Timberlake. Uh, here's a link to Justin's single on iTunes. And a person can preview your music from inside of your photo. They could watch your music video. They could obviously jump out to buy the track anywhere that it's contained. So let me walk you through, now that we've done that demo, just kind of a, a quick presentation on what we offer and, um, and some of our experience in the market. Uh, here's a promotion that we did for Hunter Hayes and Warner Music Group. I had already shared with you our thoughts that your image audience is your biggest audience. We have product offerings that essentially allow your photos to contain your media and allow you to measure them everywhere that they travel, whether that be your social networks, you can conduct e-commerce inside of your photos, and as other blogs and other uh, media outlets pick up your content, your images will also contain your interactive content there. We believe quite simply that a stippled image is a better image. Why? You post an image online and 100 people liked it, what did they like? In this photo from the Justin Timberlake Jay-Z promotion, did they like the photo because they liked Justin, because they wanted more information about the tour, because they liked Jay-Z, and how do you know? Photos contain so much information that without the ability to discreetly measure the various objects and the pieces of content inside of it, you're missing a lot of information, and Stipple allows you to measure all of the points of interest inside of a photograph. Your image has become an ad platform. This uh, screen is meant to say, what can you put in an image? And the short answer is, anything that exists on the web, we can put it inside of a photo. You could put a game, you could put your music videos, you could put tour dates, calendars, Google Maps, uh, sell concert tickets. Uh, you saw the iTunes preview that we've put in there. Literally anything that you put inside um, is there. Very quickly, the Justin Timberlake case study. Um, Justin used Stipple to essentially announce uh, his return to music. And so here on the first post on the right, he says, uh, I wanted you guys to see this first. He released his album artwork using Stipple, along with some music and a handwritten note of his tracks. Uh, he announced the tour, uh, the upcoming summer tour with Jay-Z. He included a handwritten note of the tour dates and the venues, along with a pre-sale link to go out and buy tickets. And he also announced that he was uh, hosting SNL and the Jimmy Fallon show. Well, what was the tale of the tape? What happened? Uh, those three posts uh, were released exclusively to Facebook and Twitter. And they were viewed about 500,000 times, about 500,000 views for three social media posts. That's not the interesting part. The interesting part is those three images, people moused over the stipple dots nearly 400,000 times out of just over 500,000 views for an engagement rate of 74%. People clicked away to Live Nation to go and buy tickets and iTunes to go and purchase his music 41,000 times out of 500,000 views for a click rate of about 7.5%. And that final column that says sites reached, I said earlier that stipple makes your content travel with it at Facebook, Twitter, and everywhere else in our network. Well, as you might imagine, the very first time that Justin shared his album artwork with the world, other people, besides Facebook and Twitter, wanted to run that artwork as part of their stories. And in our network, we found 119 websites that had used his album artwork, and we put Justin's content on top of that image on those 119 websites and allowed him to measure it everywhere. So we only had five minutes, and I don't want to run over. So uh, that very, very quickly is kind of what we do in the music space, and happy to answer any questions. Yeah, I got a couple. 
couple questions before we go over to the audience. But so, if I decide that I wanted to put um, my favorite music inside all of my Facebook photos, I could do that. And you know, have you seen consumers really taking Stipple to that extreme? Uh, not to that extreme, but certainly we support it. So uh, we support kind of free individual uses of Stipple. We have a mobile app that's just around the corner that will uh, further that and enable you to kind of add anything from any photo. Uh, primarily the people using it today are people who want to tell a story, content creators, uh, musicians, entrepreneurs, people, social media types and businesses, people who have an interest uh, in their content and people whose content lives in lots of places. Um. The other question about copyright. So, you know, who owns the, the image? Sometimes it's kind of difficult to know. And can you also kind of stick in that image sort of like a permanent record of, of where it came from and who took it? Uh, Stipple supports, although I did not illustrate, um, we essentially support attribution. So you can effectively claim your image as your own. And when you do that, this I dot, you'll see so Erin Frederick uh, posted this image. And here it's attributed to her as her image. It includes all of the other image metadata is contained right there, including the location that the photo was taken. And so that attribution information will persist with that image everywhere that it goes. So you as the artist never have to worry about, and photographers also like this a lot. I've seen a few cameras taking photos around here. Um, your attribution will travel with the photo as well. Questions? Anyone, anyone got a question? Can, can a fan load... These, I'll use links, even though that might not be the term of art you guys are using. Can a fan put up an, a photograph you know, of their family picnic? I'm just making this up now. But with links to, like, let's say they're the biggest Jay-Z fan in the world. Sure. And can they add a, you know, the, the link via Stipple to their photograph because they're, they're looking forward to seeing Jay-Z and, and Justin later on this summer or something like that. Absolutely. So uh, Stipple, as you imagine, you would add, let's say, a YouTube video of Jay-Z to that was the soundtrack of your, of your summer, right? This was my favorite song this summer. We, we grooved out to this song all throughout the picnic, and, and this is what our picnic sounded like. They can do that all day long, yes. Great, thanks. Mm-hmm. We should change that. You can sign up at stipple.com, S-T-I-P-P-L-E. It's completely free. Jump on, upload a few photos, and and let us know what you think. Uh, We work with a number of artists and and be happy to help you guys. Thanks a bunch. Perfect. And I don't think I'm going to be putting music in my Facebook photos. Just for the... (laughs) Um, All right, so next up we got Phil Kaplan from Fandalism. Um, I'm going to be super fast because I'm an obsessed Jordan Rudis fan and I want to see him play. <laughs> I'm trying to like play cool and keep it together. Um, okay, so uh, hi, I am the founder of uh, Fandalism, which is a social... If you don't know it, it's a social network for musicians. There's about half a million musicians on Fandalism. That's not what I'm going to talk about, um, but just to, if you don't know what it is, Fandalism... Um, these, so these are all uploaded. Um, there's almost... 10,000 original songs uploaded every day by different musicians, and it's usually just them. You know, it's sort of the the 14-year-old kid sitting on his bed playing guitar solos and, you know, that kind of thing. Um, So uh, with all these musicians, um, typically what they do is they they record a song and then put it, um, you know, on YouTube or on SoundCloud or something like that, and that's the end of the the life of that song. I think that... uh, these musicians who are uploading, like I said, thousands of songs every day to my service and who are creating millions of songs all the time um, uh, should be putting their music in stores, uh, in iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Amazon, that kind of place. But the existing 
uh, solutions uh, to do that, like TuneCore and CD Baby and all that, are, are pretty expensive. Um, they're not expensive for professional musicians, maybe $40 an album to upload an album. But if you're recording something every day, you know, you're just hitting record in GarageBand or you're you're doing that kind of thing, um, you're not going to spend 40 bucks every time you want to upload a song to iTunes. You don't have to spend any money when you upload to YouTube. Obviously, uploading to SoundCloud is free. Um, so what I'm launching is something called DistroKid, which is a very simple uh, music distribution service. $20 a month, uh, sorry, not a month, a year. $20 a year uh, for unlimited uploads. You can upload anything you want to iTunes, Spotify, Amazon, and Google Play. Um, that's pretty much the whole system. I, the, uh, if, the, if the live music gods don't um, destroy the presentation, I'm going to... I mean, the, the, the li- sorry, the live presentation. Let's see what happens. So I'm going to upload it, an album real quick just to show you how easy it is. Okay, so my artist's name is, I'll just say, the artist's name is like, uh, you know, some awesome guy. My email is some at awesomeguy.com. What I'm going to do right now is upload a song to iTunes. You're going to see how fast it is. By the way, if you use this service to upload a song to iTunes, your song will appear on iTunes um, usually within two hours. It's super fast. Um, also, uh, anybody can upload a song for free. No credit card required. So I'm an artist now signing up called Some Awesome Guy. Um, choose the, the free option, the musician option, which is $19.99 a year for unlimited uh, uploads, or there's an option for record labels. I'm going to go free. Um, I'm going to click Upload. I choose my, my stores, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and Amazon. One song. Uh, so the name of my artist is Some Awesome Guy. The album cover, I'm just going to pick it from my computer. Pick a genre. Um, the name of the track is uh, SF uh, Music Tech. Uh, explicit lyrics, no. Audio. Choose the MP3, and I don't know how fast the, music, the connection is here. Uh, there's no errors. I've selected the right songs, and I have the legal right to sell them. I have to check those boxes. Click Done. Um, I'm uploading a song to iTunes right now. It was free. And as you can see, it just took about a minute. Um, that's the service. Thank you. It seems like you, you explained it perfectly. <laughs> Thank you. All right, next up, Jordan Rudas. He's got 20 minutes to play, apparently. (laughs) Awesome.